everyone, Khola here, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Entrepreneurship Podcast Series brought to you by Scholar Network. Our podcast today is about fashion industry of Kazakhstan, and I'm extremely excited to present our speaker for today, Ms. Shania, who is the founder of One Room Project, which is a school for fashion designers providing both online and offline courses. Jania is also an expert of fashion industry who got her master's degree on luxury fashion management from Savannah College of Arts and Design University in Mumbai. So without further ado, let me introduce and welcome our speaker for today, Ms. Jania. Hi Jania, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing really great and I'm really excited to join you tonight guys and uh, thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate this opportunity and your interest to our country and our fashion industry in Kazakhstan. That's really nice. Thank you once again. The pleasure is totally ours as we'll get to know quite a lot of things about Kazakh fashion industry today. So my first question uh, for today's session uh, would be about the one room project that you have uh, just uh told about in your intro uh what one room project is about and would you tell us how it's going so far well mm, one room and actually we were i was uh, thinking about a lot on the name of my company and one room is meaning like one room itself directly but also it means um in Kazakh if you play up with the words onyer which is a part of one room uh, means art in uh, Kazakh that's why i wanted to sort of connect um the cultures and also give up uh the tribute to Kazakh roots uh at the pres- present moment uh one room is uh, a fashion school where we are uh teaching technology of sewing uh modeling of clothes fashion sketching fashion styling creative design and also uh design courses for young designers who are just thinking about to apply to their bachelor's degree uh we are also doing the consultation for existing local designers over there and how is it going so far you know it's been almost 3 years is we're working in this um, framework and currently we are reorganizing some business process processes and we're thinking about how we can develop it more and how we can help more to develop the uh, textile industry in uh, Kazakh region that that sounds very nice and i think it, it does sound like a one stop shop for all of the fashion enthusiasts in Kazakhstan uh so jani i did uh, a bit of a background research on on your accomplishments and what you've done i came to know that you have also worked with a few fashion brands uh what exactly inspired you to uh turn to fashion come at tech industry why did you enter this industry from from working for fashion brands well you know as i was working in hong kong and i was looking at all this infrastructure and how the business uh processes are going on there i realized that right infrastructure builds up uh the good basis for the industry uh that's the first part of it and then the second part that i was analyzing the experience of south korea and turkey both of these countries initiated the creative fashion hub where all creative people such as graphic designers clothing designers photographers um models were able to work with each other and collaborate with each other and then we all know how uh korean culture has uh i don't know has conquered 
we can say this word, uh, everyone in this world with their K-pop culture. And the part of it, the huge part of it, is actually the creation of um, Korean pop. And that's how the Korean fashion industry was developing so fast. And uh, it was also uh, the huge impact of um, Korean TV series and uh, uh, Korean TV in general. The same, the same way was done by uh, Turkish government. They were uh, doing a lot to promote their local designers and local fashion brands throughout the Turkish TV series, uh, Turkish uh, pop singers, and uh, all those uh, creative uh, people. Uh, and uh, we are missing this in Kazakhstan. So we don't have this sort of hub where everyone can work and collaborate with each other. Um, we see that we have a lot of uh, young, really talented, creative people who cannot find um, their peers or same like interest group uh, people in uh, Kazakhstan. That's why they are living to Europe or United States. And as I was uh, living both in the United States and in Hong Kong, I understand what is the reason uh, why they are living actually. Uh, and I really want creative people and talented people to stay in our country. And I'm interested in developing textile industry in general in Kazakhstan. That does sound like a very thought-out plan. Uh, for the next part, I think I would uh, very much like to know the process of transitioning from one industry to another. Because when you look at it, uh, the fashion industry in terms of working for a specific fashion brand, uh, does differ from working for uh, working in an industry or creating your own uh, company or your own brand like One Room Project uh, in, in the field of education or ad tech industry, more precisely. So how smooth was the transition? Because uh, the set of skills that are required might be similar, might be different. Uh, so would you like you know, to throw I was always, I mean, it's not modest to say about <laughs> yourself like this, but I'm, I always was good in... Um, management and my organizational skills are quite, I mean, I, I mean, they're quite good. So I was always kind of like good of connecting people and I know how to build up a good team. And I know that, for example, the city where I'm staying now, even though it's a capital, but the population of our capital is, uh, I mean, approximately 2 million people and it's not that much in terms of the global perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. And I knew that I want to get to the regions where they cannot get this access to um, to the knowledge that we are given um, now uh, in our capital. That's why mm -hmm. I decided to launch the platform, uh, oneroom.kz, where we are actually offering uh, online courses in uh, fashion and in uh, sketching and in drawing and uh, other courses. And I was... Uh, uh, motivated by the platform Business of Fashion. That's a global platform that is helping uh, fashion people in the world to uh, get all the news regarding the fashion and find the job in the world of fashion globally. So I wanted to la launch something like this in Kazakhstan. Uh, we're right now in our sort of initial phase because we have filled the education part, but we're not working yet on... Um, finding the job and mm, we didn't build this part uh, yet. We're working on, on it now. Uh, so, so to summarize what you said, basically the, you, as, as, as per your statement, management and team building skill is, is what you would say is a common thing between these two industries. And 
if they are budding entrepreneurs in both these sectors, if they have uh, right management. Yeah, you know, uh, it, uh, you, you can change the sectors. You can go from uh, one company to another. You can uh, do the change from marketing, I don't know, to sales. But as far as you are open to learn new things, because before that, I didn't know much about tech technologists in general. And now I'm also working in building up the e-commerce platform to the luxury brand here in Kazakhstan, Italian brand Maxmara. And I'm currently learning new things. That's what I would say that you have to be quite flexible and quite, you know, being always sort of in hunger to the new stuff. Be uh, Always be passionate about how the world is changing. Uh, you know, five years ago, while I was staying in Hong Kong and I was doing my master's degree, uh, our professors were saying, Instagram will never change the way luxury brands are doing their sales. The luxury brands will stay apart from all the social media stuff. That's not going to happen. Like, are you saying that Chanel and Dior are going to do some Instagram promotions? No, that will never happen. So five years have passed and we see how the world has changed. The Instagram has changed the world uh, completely. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, even though you're paying good money and uh, you are studying in really good places, but things can ch things can change. And uh, you are saying about that I did this transition from working in fashion brand and, and then going to the education part. But I was always working in sort of management and sales teams. I never did like really some, you know, suing or modeling. Hmm. Uh, so that was quite a smooth transition to me. I think I, I agree with you 100% on, on, on this statement of yours that you should always be flexible enough, especially in this post-pandemic uh, or even if you're currently in the pandemic. In that era, we need to be very flexible, we need to adapt, and we should always, always be hungry uh, to learn everything and anything new that's presented to us. And I think that that helps in transitioning from... Yeah, every month, I'm taking new, every month I'm taking new online courses just to keep up, you know, on how the world is changing constantly. I want to know yeah. what is going on. And I'm actually thinking about, like, next year, I, I want to do new masters in fashion technology. So, like, I'm, I really like to change... Uh, to update myself, I would say so. Uh, best of luck to you for that. Uh, so, so now, now let's touch upon another experience that you had for another master's uh, that you did in the past and that was in Hong Kong. Uh, so how much do you think uh, your exposure while you were at, in, in Hong Kong helped you uh, in, in shaping your, your, your brand and it also exposed you to international fashion arena? Did it help? Well, you know, um, I think... I got a really unique experience in terms of that if I would stay in a fashion school somewhere in Europe or in United States, I wouldn't get this kind of experience because Hong Kong is unique. It combines uh, two completely different cultures, European and uh, Chinese cultures. And as uh, Hong Kong has been the mecca, the headliner of the luxury world, being one of the most expensive countries in, uh, in the world. So... There, it's the brands that are working over there and are presented. They are sent in the top management teams in visual merchandising, in buying, in um, styling, and uh, in sales to Hong Kong. For example, if uh, let's say the I don't know Dior store is presented in Kazakhstan, then 
head office from uh, Europe is just sending the guides how the visual merchandising should be done over here. But that's not working to Hong Kong because Hong Kong has different rules and it's a quite popular touristic place. And uh, uh, so they have their own visual merchandising head that is actually doing all the decoration in uh, the specific way uh, that is not completely Chinese, but it's not completely European-American. So you have, you're getting this unique experience to talk to these people, to learn to these people, to have the internship in uh, Burberry or Dior, and you're just learning like, you know, like this. It, it, it's so, it's such a great experience. And as much as I love my uh, university, but I would say that the real experience is coming from, you know, the real people who are actually working on the field. I would say so, like on the ground, who are talking to people who are doing the sales. Um, so I always liked the opportunity to got an extra internship while I was studying. That's actually one of my advices. Like, don't follow all those academic rules. Go and find some nice internship that would help you much more than you know a good GPA. Um, but as you were saying about Hong Kong in general, yes, Hong Kong has. Uh, a great infrastructure. I was constantly going to different exhibits, uh, fashion shows, uh, industrial zones. So that's actually what makes Hong Kong so unique. In central part, you have all these luxury stores, and then in industrial zone, you have all this, you know, fabrics, and then you can actually see it how it's how it's been produced. That sounds fascinating. Now let's move our talk back to uh, Kazakhstan and Kazakhstan's fashion industry, particularly. Uh, so. Would you, would you say that there is uh, something called Kazakh fashion that exists out there in the world? And how different is it uh, from the rest of the Central Asian country? Oh, well, you know, when my students are coming to me and I'm also teaching at my uh, uh, fashion hub. So I always say that fashion does not exist itself like a separate part of the world. I mean, mm, let's... Uh, Let's just remember the financial crisis of 2008. After all those uh, heavy and luxurious uh, uh, years when uh, everything was going so well, then we got this financial crisis that hit on everything. And that's when we see that uh, the designers have introduced more minimalistic sort of aesthetics. And if we remember the COVID situation, uh, this pandemic situation, uh, the Institute of Color, Pantone, has uh, announced uh, two colors of the year, which were gray and yellow. Yellow that was uh, symbolizing uh, the hope. And then uh, the gray color was symbolizing the acceptance and grief. So it's sort of, I wanted to get to the note that uh, fashion is not something that stays apart. So getting back to your question, when you're saying that if, if there is a Kazakh fashion, yes, there is such thing as a Kazakh fashion, but Kazakhstan was a part of Soviet Union for a very long time. Um, secondly, Kazakhstan is a, a part of Muslim world and it has a strong connection with the Turk culture. So if we get all these factors, uh, they for sure are, they had a, um, a, strong, a strong impact on how uh, we see today's Kazakh fashion. Um, 
And I'm really happy that our Kazakh designers are constantly developing on um, their way of, you, you know, creating clothes. Because uh, beforehand, it was a lot of uh, direct appliance of uh, uh, national ornaments, just putting them on the clothes. Mm, but now there are a lot of really, really good modern designers that are rethinking our culture in its modern way and uh, embracing... Uh, this mix of cultures that we have here and applying it to their brands. So yes, there is a such thing as a Kazakh fashion, but it has a strong connection with our past and uh, our um, social and economical changes as well. That sounds nice. Uh, so you also are in the Kazakh fashion industry and helping to promote it within Kazakhstan and, and you're helping the young minds in Kazakhstan and shaping them to promote uh, the Kazakh fashion worldwide. Uh, so what are your plans, particularly the, the plans of the, uh, the One Room project to promote the Kazakh fashion specifically on the world arena? I strongly believe that there is no way to promote the industry artificially. The industry should be developed, you know, in its organic way. How is, uh, I mean, everything should be step by step. And then the good part, and then the uh, the good part of nowadays world, that is, we can develop uh, technologies. Uh, we can develop the brands using nowadays technologies. We have already mentioned that Instagram has shaped the way people are shopping nowadays. So, if we, if we can be, I don't know, really popular on Instagram, the people will notice you. Uh, I would specify one problem that I currently see uh, with our local designers that sometimes they don't see themselves as a part of the global game. They just mm -hmm. focus in too much on the local target audience, just see the local people of Kazakhstan as their target audience. And that's what I'm saying a lot to my clients, my students that get bigger perspective of the game go globally. I mean, uh, we have YouTube nowadays, we have Instagram, uh, we have so many different platforms and uh, a lot of uh, fashion weeks are going digital now. Yeah. So I believe that we can change the situation, but it cannot happen like, you know, in one year. Mm -hmm. I want to be the part of uh, the team who is like shaping the world of Kazakh fashion. Um, I would be really glad to be one of those people. Uh, but at the same time, I understand that it might take some time, like, I don't know, five to 10 years. Luck favors those who persist, and uh, I highly <laughs> believe if you have the intention, ultimately you do succeed. Um, my next question uh, to you would be, uh, you have built a brand uh, in, in the fashion industry, in the attic industry. Uh, how important do you think is uh, brand building and embracing the use of technologies uh, for, for more established industries like fashion and clothing or education industry? Uh, and could you, could you guide our audience today through your own journey in doing that? You know, the good brand, the strong brand, stands on three uh, important things, such mm -hmm. as uh, technology, creativity, and business part. And sometimes, well, actually not sometimes, it happens a lot, when creative people are missing the part of business. They are going mm -hmm. so much creative that they forget to count on the numbers. I mean, they, they don't get uh, how they can uh, go onto their business part and create really uh, successful brand. Uh, so I would say that right people is the key to success. If you can build up a good team, 
and uh, uh, you can delegate uh, the parts, you know, evenly, and everyone is doing perfectly their part of job and is really eager and passionate about this. That's sort of a key to success. And the brands that I know, uh, I mean, local brands, they actually doing this plan. I mean, one people is following up all the marketing uh, decisions. Another people is doing all this uh, styling and design clothes. And there's also some part of uh, financial uh, person. And then the whole, uh, I don't know, strategy team besides this. Um, so I would say that uh, that was, uh, that would help to establish the brand. Uh, well, you also mentioned that uh, to mention my journey, right? Mm -hmm. Regarding uh, this question. Uh, I myself uh, did some, I mean, a lot of mistakes as I was uh, building up my fashion hub uh, because I wanted uh, initially, I couldn't find the right people. I was doing a lot by my own. And, uh, you know, you cannot focus on everything at the moment. So I would say that right people is a key to success. Uh, build up a right strategy. Uh, get up uh, with them and make sure that your team is uh, following your strategy and actually accept accepts it and uh, understands your strategy. Because sometimes you, uh, I mean, myself as the uh, director of the company, I was thinking that, yeah, that's like normal everyone that understands it and uh, we are all on the same page but it turns out that not everyone is on the same page with me and uh, it also depends on how you see your team like for example i see my team as my you know as my pals as my friends that's why we're doing a lot of brainstorming together uh, and i'm really interested in knowing their opinion mm. uh, even though i see myself as a quite young lady but mm. uh i mean i'm 30 but we have a really young team members and i'm really fascinated by their way of thinking i would say again and over again be open to different opinions be open to new knowledge and uh, you know sometimes uh, we see the same picture differently and i really like to make the strategic sessions with my team to mm follow up on the current problems. Did I answer your question right or I missed something? No, 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 you did and very, very comprehensively. And I think uh, this would have like a lot of information for everyone who is interested in creating it in, in their own brand. Uh, moving on to the next question that I have for you today is about uh, all of those people who have uh, uh, the capability uh, of starting their own brand. Uh, they have a desire have motivation, everything, they desire to learn as well, but uh, they are strapped for cash. Uh, what advice would you give to those new entrepreneurs, especially who are cash strapped uh, in terms of how they can create their own brand? First of all, I would say that uh, fashion is not an easy business. That's what I say to everyone who comes up to me. I would say that uh, it's not something that of course, everyone sees fashion as, you know, as a nice business, you know, everything is so beautiful, but everyone sees the outcome of it. No one sees the backstage of it. So I'm always asking, like, are you ready that you have to actually be in this process fully? Um, and it's different when somebody is coming up just for the strategic session and I'm helping them with some questions or somebody is coming for 
you know, fully, uh, you know, they want to build the brand up from the scratch. And they say, like, can you build me the brand from the scratch? Uh, and because being the designer is so, you know, sort of a popular and, and it's in a trend to have their own brand, I easily see who is really into the fashion mm. or it's just sort of a hobby for them. Mm. Well, getting back to your question, um, I always say that there is sort of like a circle of brand. Uh, in order to build up the strong DNA of the brand, you have to come up with the history of the brand. You have to come up with the target audience of the brand, mission and vision of the company, and the future strategy of the brand. As soon as you mm -hmm. fill up all those five important parts, you are ready to build up your DNA and your unique uh, sales uh, uh, promotion that you know that will help you to stand apart from all other brands. Because you know. Uh, there is a favorite joke of mine that I'm always saying to my students. There are a lot of clients who are coming up to me and saying, you know, Jania, help me to create the brand. And it's like, hey, uh, what kind of brand you want to build? And they say, I want to build this contemporary brand to young, stylish and um, active uh, woman in the city. And at this moment, I say, like, do you remember the TV series Sex in the City? So there were four friends. Samantha, Charlotte, uh, Carrie herself, and Miranda. Four of them are active, uh, beautiful. They have their own, but at the same time, they have their own style. So at this moment, I say like, to whom exactly you want to build your brand? Because if you see the, the picture in general, you will never get to your target audience. And mm. people nowadays, they want to shop, you know, fast. They said, get to the store and they want to come up with the, with the whole look, like, you know, the trousers, the pants and the skirt and sort of get this capsule wardrobe that will help them to go to work, see, um, you know, going somewhere out uh, with friends, uh, girls and then her husband, etc. So that's what I'm saying that uh, build up a strong DNA. Uh, don't try to copycat the style of Chanel Dior or somewhere, mm -hmm. I don't know, some other brands. Try to come up with your own because I really mm, don't like that people nowadays can get on Pinterest or Instagram, do the screenshots. They come up to me and say, you know, I want exactly the same design. It's like, it's not your design and you have to think about your unique style, your unique mm. DNA of the brand. But people sometimes don't really understand uh, the impact of uh, spending time on building up their own strategy. But I would strongly suggest spend some time on creating your strong DNA and the strategy of the brand. Well, whatever you said in response to this question also got my head reeling and it made me realize that being on the other end, like the, being the uh, buyer of, of, of this uh, fashion industry, I also fall under that category where I need to have a complete look ready and uh, if it, it <laughs> It does differ from a person to person, so the brand definitely has to cater to what what uh, individuals within each uh, uh, target group are looking for. If you notice that, then definitely you cannot be, build a good brand, and definitely you need to come up with a very good and strong DNA for your brand. So, well, you know, even though uh, even when it gets to the target audience, for example, two girls are working on on the same project, same company, but you cannot target them. Just, you know, in general, saying that, okay, gr uh, girls who are working, I don't know, in the private sector or business, because how you would find out which of them will actually want to buy, you know, this sexy shape dress or 
I don't know, um, straight line and eco dress. Unless you would find where they're going, uh, are they actually, um, I don't know, going to Starbucks, Starbucks, or they're going somewhere else where they're spending their um, evenings? Are they doing sports or not? Uh, mm. How how much money do they left by the end of month after uh, I don't know paying the rent, uh, kindergarten, or something else? You know, the groceries and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Everything like in this part, it's important to get the right target audience. That is, that is true. Customization is the key. And even in terms of the ad that uh, Google, YouTube, and so many other sources are pushing our way today are so highly tailored to what that specific person is searching. So how can a specific industry shy away from doing specifically that when they're targeting their, their target audience? Um, mm -hmm. Well, I could go on and on about uh, this topic, and I sure have uh, so many more questions that I would have liked to ask you, but uh, as uh, this session is for a limited time only, so I would move on towards... Uh, our uh, next segment uh, of today's podcast, uh, which we call Fast Five, where we, we would like you to give our audience an insight into what makes you you and what inspires you and these kind of things. Uh, so I'll be asking you five uh, questions uh, and the answers to those should be one to two liners, like really fast, quick answers, uh, so that we can get to know you personally. So are you ready, Yanya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> I'll throw my first question at you. My first question to you is, I know it's your brainchild, so you must love everything about One Room Project, but what one particular thing is your favorite about your brand? I like people who are working in my brand, and that's mm -hmm. the first part. And then um, how flexible and unique we are. Nice. Uh, so, Yania, you told about the the evolution of the car industry and the influences it has, uh, like the fashion industry particularly. Uh, can you describe the Kazakh uh, fashion industry in two words? It's uh, in two words. Uh, I would say it's young, developing, and authentic. I mean, three words, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the more the merrier. Uh, my next question to you is uh, your favorite podcast or your favorite audiobook? Ah. Uh, I have a problem with this because I'm a visual person. Even when mm -hmm. I'm watching, you know, video of podcasts or interviews on YouTube, I really get my time to um, to see the emotions of the people, their body language. So I really um, don't have this kind of podcast because, I mean, again, I I'm more about visual. And regarding the books, I'm old-fashioned person i like to underline the favorite lines and favorite words so no i don't have the favorite post podcast or audio book but now it's easy uh from now onward it's going to be uh the entrepreneurship series podcast for you <laughs> okay so this question uh, to you is what is your motivation mantra for the students at your school how do you motivate them One you know, I, I would say that uh today is sort of a promotion of success you know, you open up uh, Instagram and everyone is so successful. Everyone is so beautiful. Everyone is doing so great. And uh, everyone is getting is uh, achieving the success just like this, like from the very first attempt. And that's what I'm saying to my students that, you know, you will face a lot of problems and you may fail a lot, of, but it will work. I always say it will work anyways. That's how I motivate them. That is very wise. Uh, my last question, sadly, is uh, what is your stress buster? Massages 
I, I mean, mm-hmm. because I have small kids and I mean, I cannot say that I'm coming home and it's so peacefully quiet. <laughs> so <laughs> I have some time for <laughs> myself with the massage and that's really, really helping me. And mm-hmm. uh, I would say also watching a good interview. I mean, a part of all this trash that's going on on the YouTube, finding up the good interview that is uh, developing your inner world. I mean, developing me as a person and giving me some insights. That's also helping me to do some stress relief. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm pretty sure after this interview goes uh, online on Facebook, uh, I, it, this interview will particularly be a stress buster for a lot of people who are. <laughs> trying Thank to you. That's so nice of you. And entry into the fashion industry because you have provided so much valuable information for, for our audience today. Uh, so uh, with a very uh, heavy heart, <laughs> because I wanted uh, to continue the session oh, for thank longer, you. I want to conclude uh, today's session and I would like to thank you uh, very, very, very much for your very little time and your input. Uh, it was our honor and our extreme pleasure to have you today with us. Uh, I... You know, I would say, uh, I would like to say thank you, first of all, for uh, such a nice interview. Secondly, for such a thoughtful questions. You know, uh, I was really, um, I mean, uh, positively surprised when I uh, was hearing your questions because they were so thoughtful and they were so deep into the point um, that shows how you um, prepared to this interview. Um, and I appreciate this uh, way of, uh, I don't know, working or preparation by uh, your side. Uh, thirdly, I would like to, uh, you know, send all the kind of support and good wishes to your project, to your team, because you are doing such a great work. Um, and I mean, thank you once again. Thank you so much. I think we can keep on going back and forth. Uh, thanking each okay. other. But, okay. Uh, thank you very much yes, and have a nice uh, time. Have a nice evening. In the end, I'd like to remind all of our listeners today to please spread the word by sharing this episode with all of your friends and family members and all those people around you who are waiting to make a change and get started with their own entrepreneurial journey. We'll be back with our next episode with a budding entrepreneur from China. So please make sure that you are subscribed and stay tuned. Thank you.